Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. The motorsports world is where legends are made. The unthinkable happens and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, with Jim Beaver. Welcome to this week's General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Let me tell you, we say this eh, pretty much every show, but this one is definitely an all-killer, no-filler episode Pretty much every single segment, we have a guest, four Blockbuster guests, one of them taking up the entire hour number two, three guests taking up the whole hour number one. Let me tell you, we are bringing it, I mean absolutely bringing it on this week's Down and Dirty Radio show. This is why you listen to us. It's for the guests, and we are delivering today, kicking things off in hour number one. We have Super cross rookie and a guy that is on a mission coming off of Atlanta and a couple of podiums there, Chase Sexton on the show. Then following Chase Sexton, we got another supercross rider. We got a guy that's been around the block for a while, always up front, Mr. Dean Wilson on the show. Then to cap off hour number one, we're flipping it over to my girl, Kristen Matlock, one of the baddest women on the planet, coming off a massive win in her razor at the San Felipe 2 50. We got Ms. Matlock. She's going to be talking about the Dakar rally she went and did, and obviously the big win and score last weekend. Then, shifting gears into hour number two, we've got a world record holder, an absolute legend, one of the greatest snowmobile riders of all time, Mr. Levi LaValley, taking up the entire hour number two. Let me tell you, when we say we've got guests, we've got them this week right here on the show. So you definitely don't want to go anywhere. If you love what you hear, if you're new to the show, you're tuning in on SiriusXM, welcome. All of our troops tuning in on the American Forces Network. Thank you for what you do for our country. Thank you for listening to the show. Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Sports Byline, wherever you're listening to us, thank you. Please, when you get a chance, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button to the show, and you can give me a follow at JimBeaver15 on social media. I do have a few small segments. I will be taking fan questions. So, once again, it's at JimBeaver15. If you do have a fan question, we will try and get it into uh, this week's show. And, uh, you know, but uh, I, I don't know. Too many fan questions, and uh, we're not going to be able to fit them all in because it is all killer, no filler, right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hang tight. Go and grab a cold one. Come back because let me tell you, it's going to be two hours of nonstop fun right here on the show. 
Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with the Down and Dirty Radio Show since 2012. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm R.J. Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Conditions off the pavement are always changing, so why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode beam patterns, and RGBW accent lighting. With Adapt, it's easier than ever to own the night. From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all-in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big, balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at Vision Wheel on social media to learn more. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome uh, one of my guests this week to the show, a guy who is uh, probably feeling pretty comfortable about now, Chase Sexton. Welcome, uh, welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me. So... I guess uh, let's let's talk a little bit. I mean, uh, obviously, we got to talk about Atlanta. You uh, you got to be feeling pretty good heading into uh, these last two rounds in Salt Lake City after the performance in Atlanta. Man, that's uh, I feel like it was uh, it's been a long time coming, but uh, you got to be pretty stoked. Yeah, you kind of nailed that one. It's uh, it's been a little bit of a up and down year. I I started off um, pretty good. Obviously, I was leading my second race in the 450 class being a rookie this year and uh, ended up going down, which put me out for probably, I think six races, I think. And then I came back and it was kind of a rough, 
rough go a little bit. I got a few top fives, and then going into Atlanta, I, I felt pretty good on the bike and felt like I had uh, what it takes to be on the podium and came out and got two podiums in a row, one, one, one last uh, race, the one the heat race, or won the heat race at the last race, and then I didn't have the best main event. Um, but overall, it was a really good, um, really good trip to Atlanta and um, starting to feel, really feel like I'm um, doing what I'm supposed to on the bike and getting the good starts and putting myself in the right positions and just kind of riding like how I used to ride on the 2 has been, been the key. Yeah, do you do you like like you know Atlanta's kind of had the outdoor feel, you know, and uh, obviously Daytona's kind of that way. You had a couple good results at Atlanta. I mean, obviously, you know, you took your very first ever 450 win in the outdoors. Uh, do you feel like these tracks that like Atlanta, Daytona, they kind of cater to your riding style a little bit more, or uh, you know, you know that they have that outdoors feel? I would say so. Yeah, um, but overall, I really do like Supercross. I like the normal tracks um, for some reason. I just think Atlanta, the dirt, and just me getting good starts kind of just put me in the right positions to do what I was capable of. And I wouldn't say it was more the track. I did like that we had more room. The obstacles were a little bit bigger and um, just made for better racing, I felt like. So that really I gelled well with. But overall, I mean, I really do love Supercross, and I feel like I was I was really good at it on the 2D. And now going to the big bike, it's been a little bit of a learning curve just trying to find where to use the power at on those shorter tracks and trying to just, um, yeah, find better lines when it gets into that 10 minutes into the main event. So just been a learning, learning experience, but overall I feel like I've been learning more and more and taking everything I can from every weekend. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of my, my leads into my next question. I mean, you know, obviously, you know what it takes to win a Supercross title. You've done it, you know, on the 250s. Move up into the 450 division last year for, for outdoors. But, I mean, a, a lot of people, outsiders looking in, they look at it and go, oh, it's just like the same bike with more power. Well, you and I both know that's a big difference. I mean, what's been the biggest transition from you going from the 250 to the 450? Yeah, like you said, it, it's a lot more power. Um, it's really not that much heavier, honestly. I think our new, cause we have a new, uh, we had a new Honda this year, 450. It was a new, new chassis and everything. And it was a lot lighter than last year. So honestly, it wasn't too much. I think it was like eight pounds heavier than my 250, which is a little bit, but overall just the, the torque of the 450 and the power they have, it can, uh, it can bite you when you're not paying attention. And that's kind of what I figured out, um, throughout the first, what, half of the season. So, um, that and just the main events are five minutes longer obviously and um being the last race of the day it's it's uh the track's pretty torn up and trying to find new lines um halfway through the main event has been my biggest struggle and that's what i feel like the top guys excel at really well so that's kind of um what i've been focusing on and just trying to just find those better lines and that ultimately is what wins races so yeah, you think last year, and obviously we'll talk about this season a little bit because I know you you know you missed a chunk in the middle of the year. But do you think last year the move up into the 450 division, kind of mid season between Supercross and and outdoors, do you think that helped you this year in Supercross? A lot of guys wrap up a year and then they make the transition. You were kind of able to do it, and you feel like that experience in the outdoors on the 450 definitely helped you this year on the uh, in Supercross on the 450, just because you did have some races under your belt uh, on the bike. I would definitely say so. I felt more comfortable coming to the first the first race. Um, and obviously there was a lot of people that didn't race outdoors that were at the first race. So I was definitely racing some new people and um, it was a very it's a very stacked class this year in, in the premier division. So um, yeah, it's been fun learning and 
I'm still learning every race. So, um, but I would say definitely racing outdoors, just getting comfortable. And, um, it was just an easier transition going to outdoors and same, same mountain distance in the, in the races and same length. So, um, yeah, I would just say it was definitely a good transition from the four from the 250 to the 450. And, um, yeah, like I said, I'm still learning and I'll continue to learn until ultimately I'm winning races. So, um, it's been fun so far. I've really been enjoying it. Yeah. How tough is it? You know, you as a rider, you start out this year, you know, you come out of the gate and then, uh, you know, you're, you're riding pretty strong and then you go down to due to injury and uh, you miss a chunk in the middle of the season and now coming back. And obviously you've regained your momentum after we saw it, you know, at Atlanta and we'll talk about Salt Lake here in a minute, but you know, how tough is that for you as a rider to, uh, you know, basically have the rug pulled out from under you for a chunk of the season and then come back. I mean, you know, you get into that groove in the weekend, week out, you know, you know, I guess, uh, you know, roller coaster that is supercross, And then it's like, everything comes to a halt, man. How hard is it for you to fire things back up when you come back? It's very difficult. It's not so much it's it's not so much hard to get back racing. It's more that everyone has been in that groove and their race pace has just grown when you've been sitting on the couch. So um, I would say that's just the hardest part is trying to get back to their to get back to their pace and um, yeah, it's it's hard to really um, you can't really replicate racing obviously at, at the practice track. So just trying to get back up the race pace is what was difficult and. Now I feel like I'm back to where where I need to be, and um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a grind trying to get back to um, trying to get back to the top or to the podium. Yeah. So now you got a couple of podiums in Atlanta. We move into uh, the, the two finales, I guess, in Salt Lake City. I mean, uh, you know, you know, you've got uh, this momentum coming out of Atlanta, man. I mean, what, what's it going to take to put it all together one of these next two rounds here in Salt Lake? Yeah, um, definitely have some momentum on my side and. Uh, my goal this year was to get a win, um, at just at least one. So that's, we got two rounds left. Um, I feel comfortable, like I said, on the bike and feel like in my riding and everything's where I needed to be to, to win a race. And it all just has to kind of really fall into place. I think, uh, obviously a good start and, um, put myself in the right position and just being able to do my own laps and get some clean air. And I think that's, uh, that's the key. There's obviously a championship at stake with Ken and Cooper, and I obviously don't want to mess with that, but at the same time, I feel like I, I can really um, take advantage of that and um, just go out there and ride the best I can. So, uh, yeah, the, we got two rounds. It feels like I've, I was just here because last year we just we did seven yeah. – I did five races here at the end of the year. So it's kind of a homecoming for all of us and excited to be back at uh, Ride Cycles. Yeah, you know, and that being said, obviously, uh, you know, you, you're coming off some momentum with uh, in Atlanta. We got these two rounds in Salt Lake. How does that make you feel for uh, you know the rest of this year? And then looking at uh, you know Supercross next year. Obviously, we got outdoors and Supercross. You gotta gotta feel pretty good. I mean, with that 450 win, uh, you know, in the outdoors last year, now a couple of podiums in Supercross. I mean, it's gotta have you really, really excited about the future. Yeah, coming into outdoors and um, obviously things up Supercross, I feel really good going into outdoors. We have that that season under us last year that um i did the first uh my debut on the 450 so um definitely feel more comfortable going into there and i feel like i definitely have what it takes to be a championship contender and go out there and win races so that's kind of where my mindset's at and i've been uh, riding a little bit outdoors this week i rode um one day because it rained in florida so i had to go ride a sand track so that's kind of it's been nice to be able to switch it up a little bit and um kind of shift my momentum towards outdoors and try and uh go out there and do the best I can. So 
um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the end of this, uh, the end of this year and this summer. And then going into next year, I feel like all my struggles this year and, um, what I've learned, I can take and, um, put myself in a good position next year and go out there and try and compete for a championship. Yeah. Well, Chase, man, it is, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, best of luck in Salt Lake the next, uh, next two rounds and I uh, hope to see you on top of the box at some point, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate the time. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Man, it's great. Always catching up with Supercross riders. Uh, you know, we got Dean Wilson up next. Uh, a couple of uh, bangers between Chase Sexton and Dean Wilson. I do have to give a shout out to my boy Sean Brennan. Been a guest on the show. He's invited me out uh, to Supercross. I was there in Texas. Uh, you know, he's also been uh, just a phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal, uh, you know, advocate of the show, always helping place riders over the past few years. I mean, you've seen some of the biggest names in Supercross drop in on this show, and there's a reason why, and that's because the PR guy over there at Supercross, Sean Brennan, helps make that happen, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to him tell him thank you for everything you've continued to do for the show and with that we got dean wilson coming up next right here on the general tire down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor most of us like to be out in the sun that's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer the fda recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor or spf of 15 or higher also look for broad spectrum on the label that means both harmful ultraviolet a and b rays are blocked uva rays age the skin uvb rays burn and both cause cancer But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov slash sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. 
the only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome uh, another one of my guests this week to the show, Supercross rider Dean Wilson. Dean, welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I got to say, I have kind of closetly been a longtime Dean Wilson fan only because my trophy truck and race number is 15, and my social handle is Jim Beaver 15 so I've always kind of been like a little bit attached and watching what Dean Wilson does just because you always rep the 15, so I'm just putting it out there, man. Uh, there we go. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's a good number. It's a good number. Yeah, it's, it's treated me well in my career, and obviously any of us that make a living racing anything, it, uh, I would say you've been a success, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll just start from there and see where this interview goes, man. Yeah, no, perfect. No, it's good. It's legends they have had it. Uh, McGrath, I think that was his first number on factory Honda, so that's kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, and then obviously the real Red Dog. So, yeah, there's uh, definitely uh, uh, some, some good riders that have had it. Yeah. Here's a question, and this goes back. Like, it can't feel like riders and racers, like, you know, I've had the 15, and it, there's no real reason behind it, but when I first kind of turned pro and added, like, secure a number, it was kind of one that was available, and I kind of liked it. Kind of, you know, out of all the ones, I kind of drew to it. How, how did you end up with that number? It's always an interesting conversation on how people land with the number they've got. So, uh, as an amateur, I was always number 28. My birthday is December 28th. It was always 28. And then, uh, yeah, and then, um, you know, then as I got older, I kind of always clashed with another kid with, that had 28. So, I was 128. So, then I was 128 pretty much my whole career, amateur career. And then I went into uh, my first year pro, and they never – somebody had number 128, so I had to have 108. So, my rookie year, my number was 108. And then um, I I – got a national number after um i got a national number after my rookie year from all the points that you accumulate um so yeah that's where 15 was available but i actually wanted to go back to 28 but funny enough at that time uh my teammate tyler ratchery at the time picked 28 so i uh i just chose the 15 and uh yeah stuck with it yeah, well, let, let's jump into talking a little bit about uh, this season because this has been a it's been a weird season for you. Um, I mean, you know, you've been super consistent this year, but obviously went down with injury, and then we had like the fluke deal, like the fluke of all flukes that that we got to talk about it was like a, a series of unfortunate events where you didn't qualify for the main, but by and large, dude, you've been in the top ten. Pretty much every single race you've you know you've been in, it just it's been kind of a, a little bit of a, bit of a weird year for you. You feel that way? Yeah, it's been tough for sure. It's definitely not one of my best years, but uh, 
just you know, I came in, did the first three races. Uh, was I was still in the mix, and I was right there, but my starts were were hurting me. And then, uh, yeah, after that, um, I broke my my uh, my my toe and uh, a little bone in my foot, and uh, so I had I missed three races right there. And then I came back with my you know my my foot fell all jacked up, but I just kept racing. And that's why, you know, I was a bit rusty and kept going into LCQs because I really didn't have a lot of writing time. So I kind of just raced with that injury all year, and I kind of hurt my knee as well while I was at it. And uh, unfortunately, that was just really just a, a really big dampener on my season. And then, yeah, and then at uh, Atlanta 1 there, that was – it was – a it was wet. It wasn't really too much of a mud race, but um, in the heat race, I had a goggle malfunction and uh, I had to go to the LCQ. So I went to the LCQ and I was just, I was third off of the star and another rider came into me and man, I fell and uh, I was just panicking. I got off, I passed like, I must have passed 12 guys within three corners and then I fell again. And then that was just devastating because then I, I really put myself behind. And then with the race only being like five minutes long, I was the, the, the qualifying position was about about three seconds in front of me. So I was like, oh, man, come on. So it was, it was definitely tough. Not That was a, a, a first in my career never, never making the main. So unfortunately, it was kind of – it was, it was uh, my fault for putting myself in that position, but also – if that writer just didn't make a, a blown head pass on me, I would have been all right. Yeah. You know, I, I watched on social media after that happened, and I got to give you a lot of credit because that, that's, for, for a racer, that, that's a tough deal, man. That, that's tough. You're angry. You're pissed off. There's a bunch of reasons. And you went on to social media, and you're like, I wasn't going to post on this, but you're like, you know what? I'm just going to own it. And, uh, you know, and like, to me, like that shows, I don't know, to me, that showed a lot about your integrity and you as a person, like, obviously you didn't want that to happen, but I'm just telling you as an outsider looking in, like, I respect the, the hell out of the way you approach that. Cause it wasn't an easy situation. I know you're pissed off and frustrated, but you just kind of owned it on social and, and man, I, I just, honestly, I earned a ton of, you earned a ton of respect from me and, you know, not that you didn't have it before, but just the way you handled that man, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of writers who wouldn't have taken that road that you did. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. It was, I was definitely pissed off. I was embarrassed. It's just like, I should never be in that position, you know, but um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing I could do about it. And, you know, I already had a bit of a rough go from uh, the Kenny incident. So really, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a tough year, but I've still just kept plugging away and, and pushing hard and I just want to keep trying to get better that's all I can do and that's always my goal is just to keep pushing to be at the front and um yeah I mean so I just took it like a man and it was just another another hit on the chin you know because it's uh it's tough um you know after like the 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 social media side of things you know the fans and stuff really uh definitely don't hold back <laughs> i guess you could put it yeah that's what you can say about the supercross fan base right they're a rabid group of fans and uh, love them or hate them man They'll, they will tell you exactly what's on their mind um but uh oh yeah they're pretty ruthless but it's just you know there's a lot of the fans are just very die hard and 
uh, you know, then you have a bad race, they're, you know, all upset, and then you have a good race, and they're all behind you again. So it's kind of just funny how it goes, you know? Yeah. That being said, I know, obviously, you know, you went down, you had, uh, you know, you had the broken toe. You said, uh, you know, you had the problem with your foot. I think you, you had like a sprained ankle in that time, too. And you said, you know, your knee kind of got messed up. How are you feeling heading into these last two rounds in, in Salt Lake City? I mean, is the health good, the foot? Like, you feel like you've kind of overcome that? Is it still kind of lingering there? How, how are you feeling? How's the health, man? Yeah, I'm feeling better for sure. Um, the foot's going better. Um, it's still, like, sore and kind of bugs me, but it's way better than it was. Uh, but I feel good. I feel like I, I rode really well here last year, and uh, I just want to finish the season off strong. You know, that would just be a big positive for me. And just to show all, everyone that I'm still capable of doing well and uh, and, and that would be good for myself as well, just to finish off strong and, and then, you know, another reset for outdoors. Yeah. Well, you know, and that being said, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your team here, you know, the Rockstar Husqvarna team. A couple of years ago, they signed you, you know what I mean? And and for you, I think that had to have been a big moment in your career because, you know, I know you've done some fill-in stuff here and there and you're bouncing around, but I mean, to get signed to a team and, and have, you know, some stability, how's that been for your career to know like, hey, I've got a home week in, week out, you know what I mean? And, and you know, it's been for a few years now. That, that's got to be pretty big for a rider to get that stability finally in a career. Yeah, I mean, it's been good. Um, yeah, it's just uh, this is my fifth year with the team. So um, after the, we had a little breakup, I guess you could say, after the 2018 season, and um, they did resign me for 2019. And um, I still stayed on the Husqvarna, but it's kind of funny because before the season even started, they wanted me on the team. But I already had worked so hard on my own program and got my own sponsors and I really, you know, worked hard. I didn't want to just bail on them and go back on the team. So I raced the first four super crossies um, and almost won, you know, the first round with, you know, being a privateer. Um, but then, you know, they retained me again um, and I was back on the team. So definitely that was, uh, yeah, I mean, those things, those times are always very tough. It, I think it, it brings, I feel like it kind of, uh you know, in a way, life sometimes just does that to you, just to keep you on your toes and kind of will show you how bad you want it or not. You can either just call it a day and go get a normal job, or you can really fight for what you want. And I feel like at that time, I really fought hard, uh, and I was back up to where I needed to be. You know, it's just the hard thing is with this sport is when you get injured and you're riding with an injury, but you try to keep the injury quiet because – you're, you know, you want to have a job for next year. You want yeah. to get a contract for the next year. And if they know that you're injured, they're not going to re-sign you. So you keep racing with this injury and your results aren't what they should be. It's tough. It's really tough. And a lot of us racers go through that. So unless you have like a good three-year deal or something, it's not too bad. But when you're racing year to year for a contract, it's it, the injuries are the, are the toughest part. And that's why it's so important to be injury free. Yeah. How do you, how are you feeling heading into outdoors? I mean, you know, you mentioned that a little bit ago, you know, and kind of wrapping up at Salt Lake and uh, how are you feeling about the outdoor season to come? Uh, I'm excited for it. I, uh, I've only got, I've probably had about two and a half weeks of outdoors, but really just kind of focusing on getting these super crosses done. And then we'll really focus on outdoors and I'll go back to California and test with the team and just get, a really good setup and uh yeah that's the plan so just uh really want to 
do a lot of testing before and just get as comfortable as I can and, uh, yeah, do, do the best I can. Yeah. Well, Dean, uh, you know, best of luck with these uh, two rounds coming up here in Salt Lake, man. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully we see you on the, on the box this weekend. No worries. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And we'll be back with Kristen Matlock up next right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a Down and Dirty Radio Show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my good friend and Polaris Razor teammate, Miss Kristen Matlock, to the show. Kristen, I we were just talking off air, but it's been uh, been a bit since I've, I guess, one had you on the show. We've even caught up like in person. It's just it's been a while, so stoked to have you back. 
Yeah, it's great to be back. I know it's been a, a good year, I think, with uh, COVID involved and uh, just everything's been a little bit different. So good good to be here for sure. Yeah, I know last year kind of uh, definitely threw our, our little industry in a, in a bit of a tailspin, but... Uh, you know, I guess the bigger story is, is, uh, you know, this, I, I hate to say this off season because you didn't have an off season, uh, but you headed over to the Dakar rally. We got to talk about that before we even talk about what happened in San Felipe, because, uh, you got to go to Dakar race, the biggest, baddest off-road race on the planet. I mean, tell me about that experience because, uh, that had to just been life-changing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm still smiling ear to ear <laughs> right now just be, just thinking about it. It was such an experience. Uh I'd like to say uh you know, it was a, an experience of a lifetime, but it sounds like we may be going back next year as well. So uh so it's going to continue on for us. I'm super stoked for that for sure. But yeah, it was uh Saudi Arabia was a amazing place. I I was actually hesitant and a little bit apprehensive um, going over there, especially as a female. You know, I've just heard some stories and uh, I was absolutely thrilled to find out that they were so welcoming and very, uh, you know, very friendly over there. They would stop literally in the middle of the street to to say, welcome to our country and, and uh, yeah, just greet us. It was great. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting because I know we've heard, a lot about Saudi Arabia recently, and I know, you know, it, it truly feels like the Saudi Arabia now versus the Saudi Arabia, you know, say even 10, 20 years ago, uh, is completely different. And everybody I've talked to that's gone over there has is, is had the same apprehensions you've had, but they've come back saying, man, that was an amazing experience. These people are, you know, are so happy to have us there. And, and I feel like they're so happy to have kind of the doors open to their country and be able to, you know, really interact with the world like they haven't been able to in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it was in 2018 that they started allowing women to drive over there. And then I think it was around the same time uh, that they started accepting tourist visas. So everything's changed within the last couple of years is all and you can really tell that uh, things are definitely uh, turning around for them and they're becoming uh, more modernized for sure yeah well kind of compare things I mean obviously Dakar didn't fully go the way that you wanted it to but you still were able to take in the entire experience I mean compare that I mean because a, a lot of people here you know in the states you know the biggest thing that we can compare it to is the Baja 1000 and and you know really it's a complete different animal I mean this is like doing two weeks worth of say Baja 500s or San Felipe 250s you know in a row I mean how, how was that I mean obviously you you kind of you know, you kind of trained for this, but, you know, did you really know what to expect until you got in there? I mean, is there anything you can compare it to that you've done in the past? Uh, it's really hard to compare it to anything other than, like you said, either a, like a San Felipe 250 or even up to a 500, depending on the day. You're doing that on a daily basis for 12 days in a row because it's a total of 5,000 miles. So you're waking up every morning, early in the morning, and Um, You have to drive to the location where you're going to start in the morning first off, which I wasn't expecting that. I thought you just wake up in the morning in the bivouac or the camp and you're just there at the starting line. But a lot of times we would have to drive for hours (laughs) just to get to where we're going to start the race that day. 
And then the worst part, <laughs> my least favorite part, I should say, is when you're done racing, which is usually at dark, you have to drive up to about 150 miles afterwards to camp where you're going to stay that night. So, and all you want to do at that point is just get a shower and food and just be done for the day. But nope, there's still more. <laughs> so it was tough. It was definitely a test of everything, I would say, not just physical, but emotional. And, you know, there's just, it was never, I would say, easy. You know, I mean, there's always something to think about, something to prep for something to do you know and and uh it was really hard to catch a break especially after like you said on day two is when I had my mishap and uh, flew off of the backside of a dune that I never even saw and neither did my co-driver and uh did some damage to the car and it took us all day and and through the night to complete that day and when we finished we had less than three hours till we had to start the next day, which would be day three for us. So from that moment forward, it was tough. It was hard to catch back up on our sleep and, and everything else, you know, because of that for sure. But very grateful that they had the experience class in the years past. Uh, this was only the second year that they gave anyone that option. Normally you would just be done with the rally. And if that happened on just the second day, I would have been absolutely devastated like others have been in the years past. Yeah, well, you know, and I've talked to, you know, some some Americans that have gone over there and raced, and I know Ryan Arciero has, has said this quite a bit, and he goes, Dakar is a different thing. He goes, you know, it's not like, you know, you know you're know, you an amazing off-road racer just coming off a big win in Baja. And, you know, it's like Kristen Matlock decides she wants to go do a new off-road race here in the States that you've never done before. Like, you go in and you know, hey, I got a really good shot at winning this thing. And Ryan said, Dakar is the weird thing where he goes, you've got to go, and he goes, you've got to get a year under your belt really just to experience and see how it operates and how it runs before you truly can be competitive. He goes, I don't know that there's anybody, you know, and obviously there's a few elite level talents in the unlimited car division and stuff like that that have gone in and been successful their first year, but he goes, it's really something that most off-road drivers need to go and experience and, and just take it all in and see how it runs and, and how it operates and what it takes to get to the finish before you can really the second year come in and go, hey, I got a real good shot at winning this thing. Yes, I completely agree. Year one, you're lucky to just finish. Um, and that's what we talked to a lot of teams that have been doing it for many years. And they said that it usually takes three and four years just to get a finish. You know, so with both uh, with Wayne finishing, he finished 12th and he was the top uh, Polaris Razor driver to finish. Um, I thought that was amazing. You know, I was very proud of him to do that. And then with me being able to finish the experience class too and still get all of the miles or kilometers over there. Um, that was exciting as well. So just getting to that point and getting all of the experience and learning new knowledge that we need to take into the years to come, um, I think is, is just phenomenal. It was Polaris Razor's first year being over there too with an American team and, so we were all over there just kind of learning as we go. You know, we, we kind of rushed into it a, a little bit, um, so to say, just because I say that because um, and most teams will start prepping a year in advance. So the second that they return from Dakar, they're planning and prepping for the next year where 
we had uh, kind of decided in the beginning of the year that it was something that we were interested in and didn't start really building cars till mid-year. So, so we uh, accomplished the prep and, and building and shipping of all the parts and uh, supplies that we would need, you know, all the logistics of it um, is, is huge. <laughs> and um, being able to do that in a six-month period of time versus the normal year's period of time was uh, pretty impressive, really, for our team yeah. to be able to do so. So coming off Dakar, obviously you guys get back stateside and, uh, you know, I know you didn't do King of the Hammers this year. You guys were just kind of, kind of returning home, but, uh, you know, looking forward, you know, we've got the San Felipe 250 that just happened. You guys show up there. Uh, I know Wayne's got, got, got something a little special in the back pocket, maybe for later this year that we won't talk about. Uh, but Kristen comes in and, uh, you, you ended up walking away with a victory, uh, right out of the box. It's got to have you feeling pretty good. How was San Felipe this year? I know Mexico's had their own challenges uh you know in regards to pandemic and things but seems like things are uh you know kind of starting to turn around down there as well yeah for sure um we only had a two race season last year as opposed to a four race series in score so definitely we're missing san felipe was one of them that we weren't able to race because of covid being the first race of the season um, it was great to be back. The Baja 500 last year was in San Felipe, though, so uh, they just made a 500-mile course down there, which was tough. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, it's, it's a, a whooped-out rocky yeah. uh, location down there. So, um, But this year was no different. Uh, we actually pre-ran all week long, and it was one of the best courses that they've ever laid out until those trophy truck guys ran through there and just stirred up all of the rocks that were hidden underneath the soft sand. <laughs> so I told him at the finish line that it felt like I was just dodging bullets all day long, you know, with those big rocks out there. But luckily I didn't get a single flat. I was able to uh, do well at dodging them and made it all the way to the finish line without any issue other than uh, I did have some clutch issues throughout the day. Um, it was a kind of a reminder about tightening up the uh, primary clutch bolt. I'm sure you've heard all about that, and you know all about that yourself, being yeah. a razor driver. But yeah, we uh, we had it torqued to spec, and then uh, you're supposed to go out there and rerun it, you know, and and retorque it. And uh, we failed to do so, and therefore my primary clutch bolt came loose, and that started about mile 60. And blew a couple belts, and then finally the primary itself crumbled on me and had to replace that. So, um, but yeah, we got back out there and we're still able to pull off a win. So I was uh, very fortunate to not have anybody pass me with all of the the stops that we had to make along the way. Yeah, well, and but that it, did take me out of the overall for sure. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think that you know that's one thing with you, and I, I think we've all seen, you know what I mean, that what you've been able to accomplish down there in Baja, and you're you're like Miss Consistency, you know what I mean, and you you are so consistent where you have every other driver seems like there's these peaks and valleys, and you know what I mean, and things like that. I feel like you're just so consistent, you know what I mean, and you're always, you know what I mean, you're always there at the finish, you're 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 always, you know in the hunt. And I think that's one of the, one of the things that I really find remarkable is where every other driver, they can get caught up in things. And like I said, there's these peaks and valleys, like Kristen, you're just so like always there, you know? (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I definitely, um, 
you know, have our mechanic, Daniel Felix, that works full time for us, just prepping both of our vehicles throughout the year. Um, definitely have to thank him for that because without a well-prepped vehicle, then you're just not even going to make it to the finish line. And then, um, yeah, I would just say, just keep, keep moving. You know, that's key. You've, you've got to get to the finish line in, in order to land on the podium. So I always just make sure that I pace myself in the very beginning of the race and not push too hard to where we're going to break the vehicle. Cause like I've said in the past, you know, it's, for me coming from quad racing it's no longer a matter of my body you know like my body could take everything that is thrown at it in the Polaris Razor it's the car now that I have to watch out for and and make sure that I don't push its limits too much so um so yeah I think um yeah just having a well-prepped car and not making any mistakes throughout the race will always uh, end up landing you on the podium I've actually uh I just read the UTV Underground article, <laughs> and they had said that uh, in the last seven races, I actually won four of them, and I didn't even know that. And I lose track sometimes, so that was pretty cool to read that. <laughs> That's a good thing when you can you won so much you lose track. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, they kind of all blend, you know, yeah. after some time, <laughs> but. Yeah, of course. There's there's memories from each and every one of them that I would never give up for sure. But we're having so much fun down there in Baja. Can't wait for the next one. We're already planning it. Yeah, and speaking of what's uh, what's the schedule look like for the rest of this year for you guys? Obviously, uh, the Score Series and a Baja 500 up next. But past that, uh, you guys going to be uh, bouncing up stateside at all this year? Yeah. Well, actually, our very next one is the Sonora Rally. We're going to. Uh, rate our, I guess, race, <laughs> do that one um, for training for Dakar, actually. So we've, we haven't done that one. And it's a five-day rally race. And it's pretty much identical to, to Dakar as far as how you navigate and and everything involved with that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That's just in a couple of weeks now. And then we'll have the Baja 500 as well as the rest of the score series. We are going to try to make it to UTV World Championships this year. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Kristen, but uh, we're short on time, and we'll be back after this on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. 
There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razors. We wrap up hour number one, moving to hour number two with our good friend Levi LaValle. I want to uh, tell you about uh, one of the amazing partners in our show today, our good friends at Manscaped. And you know what? After you use these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a beauty contest. I'm looking at you listening right now because uh, I have an exclusive 20% off discount using the code Jim Beaver at Manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. comes with the Essential lawnmower that's waterproof, and it's a cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine this is the best trimmer to help you trim the hedges the trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin stave technology pioneered by manscape when you trim the hedges the tree stands a bit taller yes inside the perfect package you'll also find manscape crop preserver it's a deodorant made exclusively for downstairs to make things smelling majestic before your next tender date you'll also find the crop revival it's a spray-on toner that's designed to make downstairs smell irresistible and add in the refined cologne to your arsenal and you are on point. The perfect package or the performance package purchase, you get two free gifts, a travel bag as well as the high-performance reducing Manscaped boxers. Yes, 20% off plus free shipping using the code JimBeaver at Manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Always use the right tools for your experience. Get 20% off and free shipping using the code JimBeaver at Manscaped.com. More after this on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show with Polaris Razor. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Thank you. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Orlando police are reporting a suspect has been arrested in Florida this week in the alleged killing of Joseph Torres, a U.S. Army veteran of Afghanistan. The suspect, Sean Ingram Jr., also a veteran, stood in front of Torres and told him he could not pass in the wee hours of Sunday morning. If you're a Democrat, it's called voter restrictions. If you're a Republican, it's called voter integrity. Nonetheless, many states are now incorporating voter whatever you'd like to call it. The latest is Wisconsin, as legislators propose new election reform bills on Thursday. Officials in Maricopa County, Arizona, where a recount is taking place, acknowledge they did not have any control over the voting machines during the 2020 presidential elections. Epic Games versus Apple. Epic added its own in-app payment system to the Android and iOS versions of the game Fortnite last year and were immediately kicked out of Google and Apple's respective app stores. The trial began this week and should last for another two weeks. USA Radio News. Who's really running the country? Joe Biden? The First Lady? Kamala Harris? Maybe Barack Obama? Already, Kamala Harris is the most powerful vice president in history. All this week, Newsmax's Greg Kelly asked the tough questions about Joe Biden and who's really in charge at the White House. Every night this week, Greg Kelly is on Newsmax giving you the news you need to know. So watch Greg Kelly tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern and see his series, Who's Really in Charge? Newsmax TV is America's fourth highest rated cable news network. Everyone is talking about Newsmax. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system. Tell them you want it. Or get Newsmax free on your smart TV. Or tune into Roku, Amazon Fire, Pluto, Zumo, or YouTube. Or just download the free Newsmax TV app on your smartphone and watch us anytime, anywhere. Millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. So should you. Americans continue to struggle feeding their families and have turned to food banks for help. Katie Fitzgerald, the vice president and chief operating officer of Feeding America, tells Fox News they have distributed 6 billion meals since March of 2020. The Feeding America network of food banks has just demonstrated incredible perseverance and ingenuity and, frankly, courage in the face of this really dramatic increase in food insecurity in our nation. In the past year, in 2020, we were able to provide six billion, with a B, meals to people facing hunger all across this nation. And we are on track this year in 2021 to deliver 6.5 billion meals. According to the USDA, more than 35 million people in the United States experienced hunger in 2019. As entertainment comes back to life, Usher has signed a residency in Las Vegas, Nevada at Caesars Palace on the Strip. Concert dates begin in July. Thanks for listening. We're USA Radio News. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the Healthy Bone and Joint Pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. The Pope talks nationalism and migration. Wendy King from the Pacific Northwest USA Radio News Bureau reports. Pope Francis condemned aggressive nationalism as especially harmful to vulnerable foreigners, migrants, and refugees. The Pope delivered the remarks in his announcement on the theme, Towards an Ever Wider We. It's his annual message for the 107th World Day of Migrants and Refugees to be commemorated on September 26th. 
Francis emphasized that a fracturing of the collective purpose of we has become evident amid the COVID-19 pandemic and aggressive forms on nationalism. According to the COVID-19 vaccine tracker, the vaccination rate is about 25 times faster in countries with the highest incomes compared with the lowest. Francis further explained the theme expressed in this hope that we will think no longer in terms of them and those, but only us. Pope Francis does address the crowd in St. Peter's Square every Sunday at noon, obviously when he's in Rome. President Biden taking questions from reporters outside the formal setting of a White House press conference is not something we recommend, Press Secretary Jen Psaki admitted Thursday. He takes questions nearly every day he's out with the press. Psaki disclosed, a lot of times we say don't take questions, but he's going to do what he wants to do because he's the President of the United States. For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. And we're back here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, kicking off hour number two. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that hour number one. Kristen Matlock, Dean Wilson, Chase Sexton, locked, loaded, massive, I mean massive, hour Number one, and it's even bigger, hour number two, with the legend Levi LaValle on the show. Don't forget, last hour and this hour being brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped. Don't forget, get 20% off and free shipping with the code JimBeaver at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using that coupon code JimBeaver. And uh, with that... Yes, it is our number two, and uh, you know we got a big interview with Levi Lavalley coming up. Do want to mention though, we got some massive, massive storylines heading into Supercross this weekend. Back to back Supercross races uh, in Salt Lake City uh, over this weekend and next weekend. I wish I would be able to get out to him, but. I've got the uh, Best in the Desert uh, Silver State 300 coming at me, as well as the Legacy Baja Nevada race. I'm racing on almost back-to-back weekends, so I got a lot uh, in store for my racing program. Also want to mention, man, IndyCar now. Uh, man, you want to talk about in full swing? They were in, uh, you know, they were in Alabama. Now they're moving on to St. Petersburg, which I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Then they move on to, uh, you know, what? They got a massive uh, lineup of races. I mean, we got Indianapolis, the month of May coming at us. Uh, IndyCar in full swing. We got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, NHRA is back in action as well. Um, You know, four wides in Las Vegas wrapping up. I mean, it's a big, big 
deal for everybody. Um, you know, in motorsports, I am stoked, man. This whole pandemic last year and, and everything that got derailed, it's in full swing again now. And, uh, you know, masks are coming off and uh, everybody is out enjoying life, having a good time the way it should be. So, uh, yes, I am excited about uh, motorsports and everything that's upon us. I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about Score San Felipe 250. Probably not going to have time for that, but Bryce Menzies uh, wrapping up the overall victory down there. Uh, full, you know, massive Polaris uh, weekend. I mean, Mike Caffro winning, uh, Kristen Matlock winning, Brandon Schuler winning, Bryce Menzies winning. I mean, Polaris, uh, athletes and influencers, four for four in those classes. Massive weekend for Polaris. And, uh, you know, props to score for pulling off San Felipe when a lot of people thought it may get scrapped. So, yes, uh, lots of good stuff to come. But uh, like I said before, three full segments and a whole hour of the legend and the world record holder, Levi LaValle, coming up next here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a Down and Dirty Radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big, balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount life is all about sound the sound of sports the sound of the racetrack and the sound of your vehicle don't drive around listening to this drive around listening to the sound of performance gibson performance gibson performance exhaust is the company who can turn this 
into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I'd like to welcome one of my guests to the show. We're, we're not going to call the show yet because I'm sure this is going to air on both of our shows, but uh, my good buddy, Levi LaValle. Levi, it's been, uh, been a while since we had you on air. I think last time we actually really caught up, I was actually doing some snowmobiling with you up there in Minnesota about a year or so ago. So, man, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, excited to be back. Yeah. Well, I, I would say, uh, I don't know. It, normally, I know you're pretty busy. Right now, you're pretty busy, but it's not necessarily doing what you want to do. You're 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 working on a driveway, man. The glorious stuff that uh, that people don't realize. <laughs> Levi LaValle always. I, this yeah, kind of reminds me of the, like the street bike Tommy thing. And he goes, man, he goes, I don't ever want to go back to doing drywall. You know what I mean? So I feel like this this like shows you, hey, I still got to continue to hustle because I don't want to actually get a real job, right? <laughs> it, what's funny is is um you know i i think it's it's pretty neat what my my partner in the race team glenn he said hey you want to come down to my place in lake of the ozarks and and you guys can have like a vacation i said yeah that sounds like a great idea so he gets a private jet to fly us down there and i'm like this is going to be an all-time trip we no more than stepped off the plane and it was get your work boots on let's get to work on that driveway <laughs> i'm like well that's not quite the vacation I thought it was going to be. So we've been working on it here for the last uh, four days. This is our fourth day and uh, we're almost done. So I think we might have the rest of the week to, um, to vacation. So Uh, not quite what we were thinking, but, still a good time yeah well i the thing i laugh about is is you know i was messaging with you and your wife and we were getting this all set up and you know found out you guys are gonna be on vacation i feel guilty because i know guys like you and me like we we rarely ever get a vacation last thing you want to do is go and do like an interview during your vacation but now knowing what you're actually doing like i don't feel guilty i feel like i might be rescuing you to an extent you literally are like (laughs) i i've been mixing epoxy is what my job has been and uh i said hey i gotta do this podcast i gotta do this interview so i um i'll be back after a bit so i'm finally i'm getting a little breather while everyone else is out there getting after it yeah. <laughs> so, it's all right i appreciate you you taking up my time today <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh well i mean i guess we should uh i guess we can go back to talking about everything you've been doing i know obviously let's go back because let's go back to the beginning of uh the race season uh you guys had a, a pretty uh pretty damn good year i know you guys have kind of been transitioning the past couple years and and had some struggles but man you guys were uh you guys were pretty on point this year levi yeah this year went amazing for team lavalley you know we had uh adam peterson who was a pro light rider last year blew his knee out in the first race so he missed the entire season and riley bester was first you know new to the polaris and new to Team LaValley and whatnot, so it took a little bit for him to get up to speed. And then, you know, Kyle Pauline, who's been our longtime pro, um, you know, he, he was coming off of injury and stuff as well. So it was kind of a, a building year, just a learning year last year. And this year, Polaris, they came out with the new fuel-injected race sled, and it was on point. And the boys, I mean, the riders, they did so good. They just just came out swinging. Adam... Peterson came out, won the first race um, after injury and continued on throughout the year, just, just on this war path and eventually won the pro-like championship 
Riley got his first win on the on the Polaris and on Team Lavalley and and Kyle Pauline, uh, you know, longtime pro, been with us since 2013. Um, he got his second career win this year. So his last one was in 2015. So it's been a, a long time coming, but man, he was riding so good this year and really, really clicking, really working with the sled. And it was awesome to see. And then after season, you know, they did an award, award banquet, a virtual award banquet, and we ended up getting team of the year and, and Kyle got fan favorite. And uh, I mean, it was just a phenomenal season for the team. Yeah. That's got to get you feeling good. Cause I know you guys, you know, you, you guys are always, you know, one of the favorites and things like that, but uh, you know, you've had some struggles the last couple of years and I know, you know, for whatever reason, but I feel like this season was the one you guys have been wanting for a while, man. Oh, it sure was. It, you know, one of the biggest things is the, the new Polaris engine that they came out with was just so strong. And it really made the difference because we were getting good hole shots. You know, the first first couple races, we were still learning what, what we could do with the engine. And and then by mid-season, things really started clicking. We started getting good hole shots. And, you know, getting a good hole shot really, really makes it a lot easier on the riders. And, and it was fun to see. And, and, you know, the other guys, were they did such a good job on their suspension, getting everything to work so well. So it really was a season that we were looking for and we were hoping for. And I told, I, you know, I, I've told people, I said, seasons like this one are the reason you go racing because it's just, everyone was having so much fun and everyone was working together so well, you know, that's, those are the memories, the things that I'll remember for, for the rest of my life, just how cool this season was. You know, and I think that's actually a good point, you know, and you've been around this business for, you know, for pretty much your entire life. Uh, but I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, to, to be a top level race team, um, you know, even on the, you know, even, you know, years where you think you're going to have a great year, like it's so hard to be one of the top teams and to, and to be at that level every single year because everybody else continues to elevate their game and you're continuing to elevate. But for whatever reason, sometimes you have a season where things just don't fall your way and things don't work out and there's nothing you did. It's not like they out, you know, another team outspent you or out prepped you. It's just, it, there's a lot of luck that goes into racing. And it seems like, you know, once, once things kind of start clicking and you get that momentum going, you know what I mean? You guys have a season like you did this year and that, like you said, that's what keeps you going because we've seen, you know, it's not just in snowmobile racing, it's every other kind of motorsport. I mean, you got some of the best, most elite athletes in the world and sometimes they just have an off year and there's no reason for it. It's just an off year. And, and like you said, I mean, I'm excited for you guys because I feel like that re-energizes you and you guys are even more pumped for the 2022 season when that rolls around, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's so fun when you have a good season like that because, I mean, everyone, literally all the riders on our team this year won races in pro light, in pro, and then we help out Andy Leaders, who's pro vet. He was winning all season long. So, I mean, it was was awesome to see. And, And, you know, it's incredible how you know how well everybody gets along when you're winning but on the flip side you know we've had these last couple years have been less than ideal and you know that's what's cool is it's been pretty much the same group of people and you know it's it's just keeping your head down continuing to work continuing to to put in the time um through those through that struggle and, you know, this is the reward is when you have a season like this. So it's really fun to see that. And it's it's fun for everyone to experience that, just knowing that, hey, just 
you know, stick to the plan, stick to the grind, and better times will come. And sure enough, they came this year. Yeah. Well, and you and I, we've, we've been friends for a long time and I know you and I have talked like, you know, candidly and stuff like that. And, and you've, you know, had some plans, you know what I mean? You staying involved in snowmobiling for, you know, in various capacities and, and looking at your career and how you can kind of stretch things out and not necessarily be on the sled all the time and things like that. But here's a, a kind of a personal question. I mean, last couple of years you transitioned out of racing and I think you, you felt like it was just time. And I know part of you was kind of burnt out, especially I don't think people realize the amount of training the amount of laps you have to burn to be an elite level snowcross racer but how is the transition to team ownership i mean are you 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 seeing kyle Pauline win this year you know at the pro level i mean are you just as justified and, and just as stoked you know what i mean you know being a team owner and winning as you were you know being you know you know behind the bars and, and winning races that way it, it's really it's really fun to see it on this side of the fence, you know, knowing the, the the work that goes into it and the time that they put into being one of the, the most elite snowcross racers out there. You know, I did it for so many years and, and, you know, you know, those, you know, the struggle they're going through and, and not even the physical struggle, but even the mental side of it, you know, Kyle, he had, he fractured a vertebrae in his neck a few years ago. Right. And, and just to have that, thought in your head like holy cow that was a close one and to be able to come back and and be able to ride at you know the top level and to be able to win is is it takes a lot and that's the thing is you know all the lessons you learn through racing they translate to to life in general I mean there's so many lessons that you can learn in it and that's what I'm grateful for is is being able to go through all that and now seeing these other riders um, going through it and, and you want to, you want to help them. Um, so I try to do my best to help them. But at the same time, sometimes you need to let them uh, learn the hard way because it, it, that's, that's the way that, um, you know, that's the, that's how you will remember it. Uh, sometimes if you, if somebody just keeps feeding you the answers, you, you just go, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's like, well, when you learn it the hard way, you always remember it. And, it's been fun to see Kyle, you know, he's a veteran now in snowcross. I think he just turned 30 and, and the, the fun thing is to see him mentoring Adam Peterson and Riley, our younger pro light riders. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of when I was in Kyle's shoes and Kyle was just starting out in the pro class. So it's really fun to see that. And yes, I mean, it is just as rewarding to see the riders get out, go out and have successes when I was out there doing it. And we've got a whole lot more to come here with Levi LaValle. We'll return to the general tire down and dirty radio show powered by Polaris razor. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 
800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. And available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver and Levi LaValle here. Well, and I know, you know, this has kind of opened itself. I know last time, what was it? I guess, was it last winter, winter before last, when I was up there and we went sledding? You were working on some stuff for your YouTube channel. I think it, at the time you were working on the uh, the ramp, you know, on the truck jump. And uh, I saw you just yeah. dropped your new video, and that was kind of integrated into there. But, uh, I mean, does it kind of – do you still now get your fulfillment out of doing, like, these videos that you just drop with Red Bull and things like that? I mean, which has got amazing stuff. You get to put your creative mind into things, and you still get to ride at an elite level. It's just in a different capacity. I do enjoy the project. I do enjoy the creative um, different things that we come up with. And, you know, that's what's – that's something that I, I think I will always enjoy is just being able to like come up with these concepts and come up with different things. The thing that, uh, you know, eventually is going to happen is I won't be able to physically do the, uh, the jumps and stuff. So I need to find, um, I'm just throwing it out there on your podcast saying <laughs> if anyone wants to become the next Levi jumper guy, I'll certainly show you how to do it. And uh, I've got all kinds of ideas. I just don't think I have enough, uh, enough physical strength to do it before I'm, <laughs> before I'm able to. So, but no, it's, it's really fun. The, the new project we did, we had it, we called it, um, project port side is what we called it, but essentially it was set on in Duluth, Minnesota, right along, 
uh, right along Lake Superior there. And it was such a incredible experience to be able to go there and literally just turn spirit or turn Duluth into the snowmobile playground. And I I've said that with St. Paul as well. I mean, it's literally, you just drive around. Like when we were scouting, it's like, Hey, what do you think would be cool? And they're like, well, here's a couple of areas. And then I would go and check those. And I'd be like, yeah, I think I could backflip that. I think I could ride this. I could jump that. And I mean, it was, it was so much fun doing that. In fact, when there's one part of the video where I backflip over a train that follows the shore of Lake Superior, and we were actually there to look at the stair staircase next to the train. We walked down to the boardwalk down by the lake, and I looked up and I said, well, gosh, I think I could jump over that wall. And I could probably backflip it. And and the guy, uh, the, the guy, Eric from Red Bull that I was with, he's like, looked at it, he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I think I could. <laughs> so it, it's just fun because you, you can let your imagination run wild when you're over there. And, and, you know, that video is exactly, exactly my imagination running wild, which is really fun. Now, it's got to have been kind of cool with you because, you know, you were able to do the one video in Minneapolis-St. Paul. And now you've been able to do the one in Duluth. So these places that you've seen and you've been around your entire life, like now actually going and having free reign over them, at least for for a couple of days during filming, like that's got to been pre- pretty kind of cool because you're like me. You always walk around, and, and I think people that have been in action sports and done things like this, we see the world differently. We see a set of stairs or we see ledges or we see ramps. And I think we see things that other people don't do. And you're probably like me. You've seen, I, I, I do that with my UTV. I used to do it on a BMX bike. I'd see something and I want to go try it. Now with the UTV, it's like I see these natural features and I'm like, I could do this. And I think you've probably the last you know, 20 years walked around these places and seen things and always had in the back of your mind, I'd, like to, I'd love to be able to go and do that someday. Now you've had the opportunity a couple times to do it. That's got to have been pretty cool. It's a dream come true. I mean, Duluth, that's what was really fun about Duluth is I've been racing in Duluth at Spirit Mountain at the ski hill for, I mean, I think my first race there was 90, 97. So, I mean, I've been going there forever and ever. And, and it's, we've always raced at the ski hill every Thanksgiving weekend um, since I was 14 years old. And I would always be looking at the ski hill, like, first off, wouldn't it be awesome just to rip around a ski hill, you know, on your snowmobile? And we only had just this little oval that we'd be able to race on right there. And there was so much terrain all around it, but we just got to race on this, which was awesome. But I always thought, like, wouldn't it be fun to go rip around um, all the other runs on the on the hill? So that was, like, the number, the first thought. And then because we always race in there, we've gone through Duluth so many times. And there's uh, Lake Avenue, you know, driving up it in a car is like so crazy. I remember the first time I drove up it, it's just this steep, steep uh, paved road. And then it flattens out for the intersection and then up and it does these stairs all the way down. And I just remember driving up the first time going, I could jump down this. I could jump up this. There's just, there's some sort of jump here we have to do. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to do it in this video. And we just propped up a ramp and, and, um, you know, kind of was able to jump all the way over the, the, uh, intersection where the cross street went. And it was really a neat experience. Uh, to be able to do that. 
which it was awesome being able to jump down it. The thing that wasn't awesome was landing on asphalt from about 30 feet up. Well, that that was what <laughs> I was... firm landing, to say the least. That was going to be one of my questions, dude. I mean, that's like... I mean, even what it, with hard packed snow, there's a give, you know, and, and I've, you know, I've had a sled on, on asphalt, you know, a few times, just, you know, mainly it's transitioning from one trail to another, things like that. Like, it's not really pleasant to have a sled on asphalt and like, <laughs> to just be dropping out of the sky like you did, like, that's one abusive on the body, but that's really abusive on the sled, man. That, that hadn't been a very pleasant feeling. Oh, it was so brutal. You know, I, I tell people because I've, I've had enough really hard landings that there's a, a really key sign of a hard landing is when the front end bounces off the ground. When it hits and it slaps and the skis come off, that's when you know it's a hard landing. And that asphalt one, you can see it. I don't know if you can see it in the video, but uh, you can literally, the, the skis come back off the ground from bottom and out so hard. And it's incredible that them that the machine stays together. I mean, I've been I, I've been doing them types of landings for years, you know. And I, we I slapped down, turned around, went to the top, and went and hit the jumps again. And it's like it's incredible to me that that those that the machine that I'm on that Polaris race sled can take that kind of abuse um, after. I mean. I can't. I can't imagine what it would do to any other kind of machine. It would. I would imagine it would just blow the skis right off or something. And that's what's you know. And I, I've been a part of a couple of smaller film projects we've we've done with uh, you know me and razors and things like that. And you know a lot of these turns and stuff like that. You're doing five, six, seven takes just to, because you want to get it just right. But things like that, you almost have to nail because you know you, you, I don't know how many times you did that, but that's not something you want to do five takes on. That's like you really just want to <laughs> no. do one, and if you got to do two, it's like oh, let, let's please get this right the second time because I definitely don't want to do it a third, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There is there are a few different ones where it was a, a one and done <laughs> is what we call it, and the over the train, I jumped over the train, I straight aired over the train once. And then I flipped it once and, and I said, well, because the landing was pretty firm on that one as well. And, you know, and that's, that's the part I didn't get to was, um, I actually, I actually had a a crash on the barges. I had, I overshot, like I jumped off of the bridge onto the first barge. And then I, I hit this second ramp and jump onto the second barge. And originally I had been practicing that jump was 110 feet is what it was supposed to be. And when we got there, the gap was only 95. And the issue was, is trying to get the barges to stay in place and everything with the current and whatnot. So the barges ended up being 95 feet apart. And I said, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. So I go and I hit the, uh, hit the jump. I ended up overshooting it and I ended up going, you know, where the 110 landing would have been, I probably went about 130. So I would have been good at a 110 foot gap, but with the 95 footer, I landed perfectly flat. And what happened was I had a carbureted uh, sled. I had a couple year old race sled that I was using and the thumb throttle, uh, the cable to the thumb throttle unhooked from the throttle and I didn't have any throttle and typically what we do is we'll silicone that in case you have a hard landing like that. Cause we've had that happen in snow cross. And what happens is the 
the slide actually in the carb, it bounces from the hard landing and it pushes the cable out and uh, literally unhooks it. So I land and then I line up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for the next jump. And the thing, I had no throttle. So I had to abort. I hit the skids, threw it sideways, and then, you know, kind of tried to jump off the sled in hopes to stay on the barge. But by that time, I was already up to the ramp. So I threw, I jumped off and I literally like bounced off of the ramp and fell 12 feet down to the broken ice below. And in the process, I broke my my ribs and and got a hip pointer and sprained my wrist. And this was on the third day of eight in filming of filming. So, you know, back to when I was doing the train flip, you know, the one and done, I, I literally was so beat up from, you know, the, the broken ribs and, and the hip pointer and everything. It, it kind of made a lot of the second half of our shoot more one and done just to kind of get me through it. And we've got a whole lot more with this interview when we return right here to the General Tire Down a Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. That's 800-399-3691. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. It's been proven in one study after another that multitasking makes you about 3,000 times less productive. So don't let yourself or your employees fall into it. Don't think you can absorb information from a podcast while also going through your email or deal with your Twitter notifications while you're on a conference call with your suppliers. By doing one thing at a time, you'll find that you actually get more done in a day and that you'll make fewer mistakes that you have to go back and deal with later. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings. I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. 
And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Levi LaValle here. Uh, Levi, we're talking about uh, the barge sequence. And honestly, I was looking, you know, when I watched the barge sequence at the end, you know, that was kind of like the capstone to the, to the whole thing where you're jumping between them. And I went, like, it, you know, you were – there's so much that's got to go right in there with the timing and the barges and the moving water. Like I, it's funny to hear you talk through this thing because I'm watching it going like, I mean, I'm no expert, but I'm looking at this going, there's so much going on here. You know what I mean? To make that sequence happen. Like that, that had to have been difficult. The staging of it, the jumping of it, you know, everything in movement and man, like, I, I don't know, Levi, that was Probably, you know, I can't say that's the biggest trick I've ever seen you do, but the technical difficulty of making that all happen, man, that was up there with some of the probably the craziest stuff you've ever done. It was really a a setup that was so scary because you're you're trying to keep these barges with the barges are they're so heavy. Right. So they don't move around a lot. But unfortunately, there's like heavy current right there under the bridge. And the barges, they have like, they call them spuds, just big pipes essentially that are on the side of them that they drive down into the ground to keep them from moving. But it it was 40 feet of water. So these things are like super long. Well, 40 foot long with the current, it, it pushes them over. So it was really hard for the barge company to get them all lined up straight and and going the same way and we had all these wood ramps on there and like that's the one thing with like the wood ramp is it's hard to it's harder to like like if they're not perfectly straight it's hard to jump like a a different direction so it's kind of like if on a snowmobile you kind of follow whatever the ground is, the, whatever the flat is. So if the flat is like angling to the left, it it's going to pull you to the left. Um, where if it's snow, I can just like diagonal up it kind of like you would on a dirt bike. Well, one of the issues we had was on that ramp that I overshot, I literally overshot it and I flew hard left and I landed like, I landed like four feet from a steel wall <laughs> on the barge and, and overshot it. So, I mean, there is, if there were so many, so many, so many things that could go wrong in that whole shoot or in that just one setup that I was, I was just grateful that we eventually made it all the way across and, and I didn't end up getting hurt any worse than I did. Yeah, that's one of those where you're just thankful that when you finally get it completely done, you're like, "All right, good, on to the next thing." Like, I think it's funny because any part, any shoot, there's some, there, there's got to be that one thing that you really like. You're going to do it because you know you need to do it, but you're not looking forward to it, and you're kind of going to be happy when it's over with, you know. And I think, like, sometimes people think that we enjoy everything we do, and it's like, yeah, 99 percent of the time we do, but there's always that one where you're like, "Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to doing this, but I'm going to do it anyways." 
Yeah, that one I wasn't looking forward to. I, you know, the the bummer is is we had a we had a really nice practice set up at my shop, and I I hit it over and over and and um and whatnot. It was it was really good. Actually, you'll probably see it next Christmas when we send our Christmas cards <laughs> out, like because we had the the kids and the my wife and everyone underneath, and I was jumping over them and stuff. But anyway, so I I was having fun doing that. So I kind of like went into it like oh this won't be that big of a deal and then when i got there you know it, it gets way it, it gets real really quick when you see you know an eight foot tall steel vertical wall of barge sticking out of the water <laughs> and you're like where's the backside of that landing you know when that stuff starts coming you go this is pretty spooky and you know that was probably part of the reason why i overshot that that jump as well was because it's like i mean it looked pretty pretty scary and you know that's that was one where you know they were asking me to like do you think you'll hit it more than once and i'm like nope <laughs> this is a one done and unfortunately you know i i did it the one jump and then ended up in the lake and you know the coast guard had to come pull me out and all that stuff but but it uh yeah it was pretty wild pretty wild ride but the thing that's cool is they've got a behind the scenes video that's coming out here. I, I think within the next week or two and it shows, it, it'll show the crash when I jump, when I fall into the fall into the water and when I break my, my ribs and, and you know, my sled sunk and all these other things. So it'll be a really cool video to kind of show everyone what, what actually went wrong. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question. Like, when you do like these filmings and these projects, and I know obviously Kristen's highly involved in your career, but the the family, are they there when you're doing this? I know your dad comes to a lot of stuff too. Or are they away? So like something like that happens as a family know it happened in, or is it one of those after you're safe, you call and be like, yeah, I had an accident, but I'm good. Or are they actually there watching this happen? So uh, mom and dad came, I think they came two days after that, but they found out, <laughs> they actually found out the worst way they found out on social media oh, my mom somebody somebody reached out to her um on facebook or something because you know we're shooting all this all this stuff right in duluth right so it's like on a monday i'm out there jumping these barges and there's literally on the we were jumping from minnesota to wisconsin across these barges and there is a, a gentleman on the other side, on the Wisconsin side, videoing. And he, he sends me the video on Instagram. He's like, oh, man, I saw you had a rough day. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm at, the, I'm at their VRBO at the house we're staying at, you know, and the, the doctor's working on my ribs and, and trying to get me loosened up and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So anyway, my mom found out about it that way. Um, and you know, then we called her and she's like, Oh my goodness, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But Kristen, she actually, she came with the kids. Um, and, and usually when, when we're doing, you know, any of those, those kind of scarier ones, um, like the barge ones, the higher risk ones, a lot of times they'll go off and do something else. Yeah. And, um, while I do that jump, just so it's not messing with my focus or anything like that. But a lot of the a lot of the ones that are a little bit more routine features and jumps and stuff, they'll come and join us at the at the shoot and get to see it all. Awesome. 
Here's a question, man. Backflips. So how I talk with like, you know, this was a couple years ago and things like that. I was talking with Jolene and, and things like that. How often, I mean, you've got your compound there, but like, you know, you backflip and you do it with such ease. And it just, how often do you actually backflip? I mean, I know it's something where you don't ever really forget how to do it, but it's not like you're backflipping on a weekly basis, right? Or, or are you? I mean, do you just fire them off here and there? Or is that something like a couple times a year you pull out the backflip and do it? Yeah, I mean that's that's about it. You like literally prior to flipping for yeah, I had that uh train flip is what I had set up. So I had that big step up which it's like a super easy easy ramp to flip cuz it's so steep. Um so like I literally pulled that ramp out, set it up. I did a couple straight airs just to get my speed right, just so I didn't overshoot it and then uh, you go and flip it. Um and I, my timing was maybe slightly off, but within a couple flips, it's like, yep, this is, this is what it is, right? You get it down pretty quick. But in the old days, I used to like really go at it. Um, I actually went very slow approach to it. I would set up the ramp and flip into the foam pit and then I would bring it out to the snow and then I would do a little warm up, and then I would flip it to snow. And now it's like, I have my both my mini flip ramp and if I have that double flip ramp, the big steep ramp set up, they're I don't want to say they're easy to flip. Like the mini flip ramp is is actually kind of technical just because you everything happens so quick off of it. Um you can really mess up bad. Um but I I kind of practice just standing on it and then I, I go in and, and flip it. So for the most part I you know I would feel pretty confident, like if I had to just at any point in the year, just say, okay, hey, you have to go flip this right now, first try. I'd be like, okay, like you could do it. Yeah, but it's not something you're just firing out on a weekly basis when you're on your sled or anything like that anymore. You're just like, yeah, over it. Uh, we'll do them when we have to, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's doing like that. I mean, and they're still fun. Like, yeah. I I had an idea for a while. I thought about like I wanted to see how many years I could backflip a snowmobile, like into my, you know, I just thought, well, I wonder if I could do it till I was fifty. I wonder if I could do it, to, you know, like that, but. I think uh, I got to get a better setup that's like very um, easy on the body because right now the mini flip is like it's a really hard landing. It's really flat. So I need to have a better landing than that before I sign up for the the annual snowmobile flip into my 50s. Uh, so I guess that being said, man, it's almost, uh, what, what it's almost springtime snow starting to melt up there. Well, I guess it is springtime, uh, almost summer. You're about ready to pull the boat out of boat out. I would say probably, uh, by the end of May, right. Get it on the lake. Yeah. We're, I just talked to them and, and they said that, um, they said the boat's in and they're just, they're just getting it prepped, ready to go. And, and I ju- we're down here at Lake the Ozarks right now. And my doc, guy just put the put the dock in i just got a a picture of that so i'll get back and get the boat in and hopefully uh be able to get out on the water for a little bit but i'm actually i'm really excited to go ride my dirt bike for whatever reason i i um i rode a bit last year in the in the fall with my my brother-in-law uh joe and it, it was really fun because i'm at the point now on dirt bikes where i I've like come to the conclusion that I'm I'm not the best dirt biker 
and I don't, I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anyone anymore. So I just am full vet class rider. I just go out there and I just rip around on the, and I, I usually am one of the first ones out there on the track when it's nice and smooth. And then I'm usually done before, um, and the practice track, I'm usually done before it gets rough. Right. So <laughs> I, I'm full vet class rider and, and it, it's really fun because, um, you know, just my, my brother-in-law, Joe, he's like, he's, he was a, a mechanic for Suzuki ATV racing back in the day and was a mechanic for our race team for quite a few years. And, and it's just fun. Cause he's just, he's keeping the, uh, he just gets me so jacked up to ride dirt bike and it's, it's really fun. So hopefully we were talking about even going down to that. There's a uh, track that Chad Reed's been working on or, yeah. or working with down in North Carolina. So we talked about maybe road tripping down there and, checking out that track and whatnot. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. So I want to go back to something you said earlier, and you said it jokingly, but I kind of started laughing. And I've been thinking about it since you said it. You were talking about, you know, all the stunts and, and uh, you know, if you got somebody that wants to carry the torch for you. And I started laughing because I know – you know, Travis is a good friend of both of ours, Pastrana, and, you know, he's kind of, he's still like you. He's still very much writing and, and doing things, but, you know, even like with the triple, you know, at some point I, I had Trav on the show, and Trav goes, look, man, he goes, I knew it was time for somebody to carry the torch. I couldn't do it. I just knew my, I could not do that, and it was time to hand it off. So then it was like, put all our focus on Sheeny and helping Sheeny do this you know and I and you kind of mentioned something I started laughing in my mind but it's almost like you know part of you is like yeah I can still do this at a high level but if somebody kind of steps up and I see that they can carry the torch like I've got no problem helping somebody else achieve all this stuff in the future I I mean I would imagine Travis has the same same thoughts as me I mean you I've been fortunate to be able to do a lot of a lot of really neat things and had a lot of um a lot of help doing all these things And, and you you come to understand what it takes to to do a distance jump to do a a backflip whatever it may be and then as you go on you see all these athletes that are doing these crazy things in motocross and and uh utv and all these other avenues and for me that's where you pull a lot of inspiration you see that stuff and and then the creative juices start flowing and I, I just know that I'll forever, like you said, look at the world different than most, and and they just go, hey, you could you could downslope that, you could jump from there, you could if you set a ramp there, you could do this, and I, I think it would I, it would just be you know I don't want to say like I don't want to say like hey you should go do this, it's just like I it would just be fun to filter ideas to somebody that would that has that same mindset. And if you want this entire interview with Levi LaValley, head over to my podcast, Project Action. It's uncut, unedited right there for you guys. But uh, with that, we're going to be back after this on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. 
For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razors. All she wrote this week. Man, thank you guys for the continued support of the show. Head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us. Once again, that Levi LaValle interview is uncut over there on Project Action. Subscribe to that on Podcast One. I am at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. Big shout out to all of our amazing partners in the show Gentle Tire, Polaris Razor, Vision Wheel, Rigid Industries, Dirt Fish. Coupon Cobra over at Dirt Fish is Jim Beaver 15. Optimus, our good friends at iRacing, PR Jim Beaver gets you 50% off there. We've got our good friends at Manscaped. Yes, coupon code Jim Beaver for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, we've also got our, uh, what? I mean, uh, Fistful of Bourbon, uh, our great whiskey partners there, GSP XTV Axles. We've got a lot of supporters in the show. Thanks to all of them for continuing to get us on the air each and every week. Uh, like I said before, next week, big week for me. I've got uh, Best of the Desert Race I'm racing in, and I've uh, got a whole lot of stuff going on, a lot of content, two races, two weeks for us. It's going to be massive. But I will be uh, live tweeting during a lot of the racing this weekend, so check uh, check me out on Twitter, at JimBeaver15. Let's carry on the conversation over there. And uh, have a great weekend, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hit me up with your questions. I want to answer them on the show. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, 
I guess that's me officially signing off for this week. See you next time. Freaks of Speed and Motorheads. It's Kenny Sargent with Speed Freaks. Be sure to catch Crash Gladys, Statman, and yours truly every Sunday night, 7 to 9 Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern. That's right, Speed Freaks on the Sports Byline Radio Network.